trust your promise I've never seen you turn away You have loved me undeserving Oh, I have seen your mercy Follow me all my days Oh, it doesn't make sense how your love is so Recordings just got better. And hey, that's exactly what we I'm didn't so want. so excited to announce that. That's a that. long video, so we definitely didn't want... Uh, we were hoping that that video would go all the way through and we didn't have to download it, ladies and gentlemen. But 
We got cut off. The devil tried to cut off God's music. Cody Carnes, good. Can't be anything else. God is so good, he can't be anything else. And I was actually in the middle of typing to Dawn because Dawn is having a hard time at her job. And it's really dark, commie control at her job. And it's very hard for her to be there. And I said, it's always darkest before the dawn. Be the light in a dark situation. Pray over them. Pray right out in the open. Pray before you walk in. Pray over everyone. It's always darkest before the dawn. But we are praying for you, Dawn. And we're also praying for Dimples. Dimples' father is suffering from, I thought I saw Parkinson's. We're praying for you and your father as well. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Rise Up, episode number 136 already. Eli and I are very happy to be here with each and every single one of you. That was Cody Carnes. Good, because you can't be anything else. Nothing else but good comes from God. Good. Righteousness, fairness, justice. Justice. And I titled today's show, Justice is Coming. Because no matter who you are, no matter how much money you have, no matter what good deeds you've done, no matter what bad deeds you've done, no matter how powerful you are, how popular you are, or how poor you are, justice is coming. It's coming for me, it's coming for Nana, it's coming for Mama B and Wayne Davis and Cat 352 and Liberty Girl, L. Dooley and Miss Mocha Powered and Ruth, Dawn, Susie Q. Justice is coming for all of us. The question is, when we're faced with that judgment, which we all will be, and we face justice in its glory... Will you have Jesus by your side to advocate for you? That's the question. Will you have Jesus by your side to advocate for you on the day of justice, on the day of judgment? I know I, I will. I have Jesus next to me in all of my failures and all of my righteousness. Jesus makes us righteous, folks. We're not made righteous without him. We can't be. There's no possible way. Justice will come. Oh, wretched man said it best. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Not ours, but the Lord's. Folks, we already have 800 people watching here on this beautiful Thursday morning. Here on this June 29th year of our Lord, 2023. Episode number 136 of Rise Up here on LFA TV. Justice is coming. Mazzy Paws says, did you all know that justification in Christ means that just as you've never sinned? Exactly. He's washed away all of them, past, present, and future. And that's why when I was taking it so hard on myself about my actions in Miami, and I would not forgive myself, I was literally sinning against the Lord. I was smacking God in the face by saying, well, I don't forgive myself, but you go ahead and you forgive me. Can't do that. Man, did I learn so much over the last month. Hold on. KC says, Julie talked about vengeance in her message this morning. That means we're right on target then. If God's people are speaking of the same thing, and I have no idea what she does every day, or anybody else who does a God cast, then that lets us know, The Holy Spirit is connecting all of us and that we are all walking in the light of the Lord. Amen. Mayor Bear says, just heard my sister's breast cancer is in remission. (laughs) Amen. That's the power of God. That's the power of God. You know what we can say to that cancer? You know what we can say to Satan? Woo! Amen for confirmation. Amen. 
I went through some toxic guilt a few months ago. Now the thing I feel guiltiest about is forgetting to rumble rise up. (laughs) Make sure you rumble this video. Not today, Satan. Amen. Hey, Eli, can we get, when you're not, uh, when you get a chance, can we get a not today, Satan soundbite? I think that, I think we need that on rise up. Thank you. Not today, Satan. Not today. I love it. All glory be to God. Heavenly Father, El Dooley. Jeremy, your comments about her job helped me too as I'm having similar problems with my job. I get cussed out daily from people in California. We call California Exodus. They're coming in. Well, they're going to need people like you. They're going to need lights shining in the ever so dark abyss of evil. That lets you know that my two grandbabies are listening to the show. I think that's awesome. Mama B, that is awesome. And I want to say shout out to your grandkids. Sonjai, I look forward to meeting you too. Well, folks, we've got 900 people in here. It's 11 minutes past the hour. Let's in Jesus' name remove our hats and go to the Lord in prayer. Our God, Father in heaven. Here we go. Father in heaven. God Almighty, Yahweh, the great I am. The always was, the is, and the always will be. The Alpha and the Omega. Lord, you are so incredibly kind and compassionate and powerful and merciful, but you bring justice. Because truth is justice, justice is truth. Yahweh is truth, truth is Yahweh. Justice is God, God is justice. It's all one. And justice is coming to all of us. Lord, we thank you for that justice. We thank you for that judgment. And Lord, we ask that you impose your justice on the evil of this world like you always have. All the evil that's coming against us and ultimately coming against you, Lord, we pray that they get what they deserve by your will in your time, whether it's here on earth or whether it's afterlife. Lord, we know we have your promise that justice will be served. We don't have to wait to see it. We know that the evil people that are running this country and running the world and going after our children and changing everything from good to bad, we know that justice has already been served. We don't have to wait and see for it in our own time. We know that we have your promise, so it's already done. For that, Lord, we thank you. Lord, we also ask that you give us courage to expose and give righteous judgment to those who need it here on earth, and that includes ourselves. Please help us discern the difference between good and evil so that we may be an ambassador for the light. In your only begotten Son, our Savior, our Messiah, in his name we pray, amen. Happy Thursday, folks. Happy Thursday from dark to light. Ladies and gentlemen, it's David's birthday today, little David. I promised him that we would sing happy birthday to him. Thank Eli for keeping the note. David, if you're out there, little brother, we love you, man. Can't wait for you to grow up and be a warrior for Christ. And when you're a full-grown adult, I don't think anybody out there is going to be able to bring any evil towards you, my little guy. So, little David, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, little David. Happy birthday to you. Show him what David did to Goliath, little guy. We love you, man. We love you more than you know. Thank you, Eli. Eli's already quick with the fingers. Talk about the most base producer in the game. I already got the... Not today, Satan soundbite, folks. I wonder if Frankie, I wonder if Fra- Frankie could get it done that quick, Eli. Is it called uh, Not Today, Satan? All right, let's, let's, I'm going to bring this, we're going to bring this on right now. There it is. It's an MP3. Oh, perfect. Let's download that into the system right now. Let's see, let's see if we can hear it. Well, I say, Not Today, Satan. Ha <laughs> ha! 
Woo! We got it now. Not today, Satan. Hey, Eli, I just sent a picture of me shaking Trump's hand to Jimmy. By the way, Jimmy is uh, a friend of mine for 30 years. You know what Jimmy says? He doesn't say congrats. He doesn't say, oh, that's awesome. He says you could have dressed better. (laughs) Touche. (laughs) Touche. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got a heck of a show. Justice is going to be served. Justice is coming. I think we've got to go to the verse. And you know what? I did not get a newsletter out this morning. But what I do have, I'm armed with the Bible, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to read you two versions of justice is coming. And we're going to go to Deuteronomy for this, folks. Deuteronomy. This is so incredible. I want to, uh, I want to bring both versions over here. Okay. All right, here we go. If you get to Deuteronomy 19.15, open your Bibles to Deuteronomy 19.15, okay? And I want to read this for you, the whole thing. One witness shall not rise against a man concerning any iniquity or any sin that he commits. Now, by the way, while we're reading this, I want you to think of how this applies to you and your life, but I also want you to think of the most persecuted man in American history right now, Donald J. Trump, while I'm reading this, okay? Let me go back to Deuteronomy here. I'll start over. One witness shall not rise against a man concerning any iniquity or any sin that he's committed. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, the matter shall be established. If a false witness, Adam Schiff, Colonel Vindman, Hillary Clinton, Nancy Pelosi, Benny Thompson, Adam Kinzinger, Liz Cheney, Paul Ryan, Kevin McCarthy, all of you, I'll keep going. Listen to what it says here. If any false witness rise against any man to testify against him of wrongdoing, then both in the controversy shall stand before the Lord, before the priests and the judges who serve in those days. And the judges shall make careful inquiry and indeed, ready for this? Here we go. This is my favorite part. And indeed, if the witness is a false witness who has testified falsely against his brother, then you shall do to him as he thought to have done to his brother. So you shall put away the evil from among you. Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Why do you think in the Old Testament, in the Torah, when somebody wronged somebody, they would not only have to make up for it and pay them back, but also make up and pay back double. Why do you think that was? If a false person came, a false witness came against you, or somebody wronged you, or stole from you, or took from you? Why do you think that they had to overcompensate that person? It was to teach them a lesson so nobody ever did it again. And in that way, you kept a society righteous under law. Because if you're righteous under God's law, then you're righteous under man's law all day long. God's law supersedes man's law. By default, if you're following God, then you're not getting into any of these troubles. There's a reason that you had to compensate double if you stole. There's a reason why there's an eye for an eye and a tooth for for a tooth. Because you stopped others from following in the footsteps. Let's continue to read here. Second here. I just want to make sure that we don't lose our spot. Then you shall do to him as he thought to have done to his brother, so you shall put away the evil from among you. That's so, that is what it's saying. That's what you should do so that the evil departs. And those who remain shall hear 
and fear, and hereafter they shall not again commit such evil among you. Your eyes shall not pity. Life shall be for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. So let me ask you, reading that right there, if you want to apply that to what's going on in our country, to the most persecuted, anointed man, and I can fully testify to that in all truth, you put that to this situation, and then I don't think it's so bad to say, we're coming after you and we're going to do to you exactly what you did to us. I don't call that revenge. Because we should not be a vengeful people. I call that vengeance, not revenge. I call that justice. God tells us we have to do that. Now, ultimate vengeance is God's. But do you think we're supposed to just sit here and watch things happen? Why are we called warriors for God if we're just going to sit back and wait for God to administer his judgment in the afterlife? Ultimate judgment is God's, but he also entrusts us. No, nay, let me rephrase that. He also implores us to administer justice here on earth in his name. Because if you're doing it in his name, on his timing, at his will, then you are administering God's judgment on these people here on earth. On earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. Don't get it twisted. Don't let the non-Christian, non-believing, satanic, Luciferian scumbags of this planet make you believe that a Christian is to be docile. A Christian is to be dormant. A Christian is to, a Christian is to hibernate and just speak verses. No. All talk and no action, baby. We are not those Christians. Not in this time. Not today, my friend. Not today, Satan. We now got the soundbite. We now got the soundbite, so I guess I can just use it anytime I want. Where is that? Where's my not? There it is. There it is. Well, I say not today, Satan. Folks, you can learn a lot from Old Testament. I can tell you that. That's why you're supposed to back up New Testament scripture with Old Testament scripture. What they're putting that man through is absolutely unbelievable. Now, that was your New King James Version. Now I want to go and see what the NLT says. And I'm not really happy with the NLT because the NLT, much like the NIV and many others, have omitted verses that I think should be in there. But I wanted to compare. I wanted to compare. So let's go and see what... NLT says, it says this. You must not convict anyone of a crime on the testimony of only one witness. The facts of the case must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If a malicious witness comes forward and accuses somebody of a crime, then both the accuser and the accused must appear before the Lord by coming to the priests and the judges in office at that time. That means even today. Unfortunately, they're corrupt too. Moving on. The judges must investigate the case thoroughly. If the accuser has brought false charges against the fellow Israelite, you must impose on the accuser the sentence that he intended for the other person. In this way, you will purge such evil from among you. Then the rest of the people will hear about it and be afraid to do such an evil thing. You must show no pity for the guilty. You must show no pity for the guilty. Shall I say it again, Adam Schiff? Shall I say it again? Your rule should be life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. Powerful message this morning, folks. Powerful message this morning. Would you agree? If you agree, give us a thumbs up. We have, a, we have almost 1,200 people watching here on Rumble alone. That doesn't count the app. That doesn't count anybody watching over on Getter. That doesn't count anybody watching on Roku or Firestick, listening to the podcast, driving their big rigs. Powerful 
message this morning of action, 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 but not by your will, not on your time, not your agenda, not your narrative. All glory goes back to God. Do what you're told. The Bible's telling us what to do. The Bible's telling us what to do with these people who are persecuting people falsely. Administer the same punishment to them as they are seeking for us. Dan Dreher says we need righteous judges. Dan, guess what, brother? I'm going to blow your mind. You are a righteous judge. I am a righteous judge. Let's start righteously judging these people. Problem with righteously judging and and taking that um, mantle is the fact that you can go overboard and you can wrongfully judge people. And you've got to keep it in check. It's very hard to do. But you do have the power. You do have the power. Control, power, money, bullying, it all comes from Satan. If he can't lure you into his lustful desires and his destructive ways, then he will force you into them by peer pressure and marketing and advertising and family members and wives and husbands and daughters and sons peer pressuring you and bullying you into submission. That is what the left does. That is Luciferian. Does anybody do that on the right? And normally I don't mix politics with the morning show. But today God said no. Today we are going to mix the two because it is time. Those days of don't talk about politics and religion got us into this mess as it is. Thanks, Grandma. Thanks, Grandpa. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Dad. You didn't know what you guys were talking about. You got us into this mess. Bullying. Because that's what they do. Page 29. From One Minute Prayer for Dads. Psalm 82, verse 4. Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hand of who? The wicked. Many dads can remember at least one incident from their childhood when they were bullied. It's not a good memory. We fathers need to teach our kids how to respond to bullies. That includes in the political realm as well. And in your workplaces, Dawn. Teach our children how to respond to bullies. And just as important, why they must never take part in bullying. Rather, they need to defend others from bullies. The Nazis bullied everybody into adopting their crazy ways of doing things, didn't they? LGBTQ is bullying businesses and churches, faiths and religions. And unfortunately for us, our churches as a whole have caved. So dangerous. God, it breaks my father heart every time I hear another story about someone being bullied. No one should have to deal with that, especially a child. As a dad, I pray that no child of mine will ever be found bullying another child. I also, because what happens when you allow that to happen or when you engage in that when you're younger is you grow up to either allow it or do it yourself. And then you get into politics and then you look what happens. Help me to be a watchful Uh, Help me to be watchful over my kids. May I listen to their silent cries when they're afraid to admit that they've bullied or are being bullied. Even more, God, help me to teach my kids how to intervene when they see someone else being bullied. Help me to teach them to rescue the weak and the needy and to deliver them from the hand of the wicked. Who's the wicked? The people that are harming them in any way, shape, or form. Now, Jelly, I do not disagree in some sense. 
being bullied builds character. But guess what else builds character? The Bible. We don't have to be bullied to build character, although it does. Food stamps and welfare also build character. We don't want that to happen to anybody, but it does. Because God said out of every bad situation, you'll be blessed and you'll learn. You'll grow. You'll get heavenly wisdom. But there are ways to gain that without being (laughs) bullied and picking up cans on the side of the street for bread. Mary says the justice system is so corrupt, starting with locally vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Dawn says one of them is the GM. How can I? Pray over them. Don't let their bullying bother you. Don't let their name calling or their rude comments or their snark face, uh, looks on their faces, don't let it bother you in any way. Be the light. Right now, the, over, the darkness is taking you over, Dawn, at work anyway. Shine bright. Smile. Bless everyone you come in contact with. Otherwise, they'll keep taking your lunch money, metaphorically. If anybody lives near Savannah, Georgia, you need to go check out Pastor Brian Peckman's church, Risen Savior. He's a lot like Jeremy. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So if you're in that area, definitely go check it out. Thank you very much, man. Oh, wretched man says, I'm a woman. (laughs) Comes from Romans 7. Yes. I wish, that's why I wish everybody had just had their name up there, you know. But anyway, folks, we have 1,350 people watching. I want to say thank you to everybody who's joining in on this Godcast. Rise up this morning. If you've not done so yet, it's very simple. Reach down and click that like button. And if you do not know where the like button is on the screen, I get it. Some people don't. That's okay. If you do not know where the like button is on the screen, let me bring it up for you so you can see it, okay? Oh, that's that. There we go. All right. So bring it up on the screen. It's just, so here's the rise up. Here's the show. It's right down here to the, see my cursor? Just keep going right down here. You, and uh, as you'll see, right here is the title. And it's a little off the screen, but right under the screen, right there by this green bar, that's where the like button is. You click that. If it turns green, that means you've rumbled the video. And you can only rumble once. Thank you for being here this morning. Actually, let's go to a, I got a, I got, I got a couple videos. I like doing videos, right? Let's do some videos. I got a couple videos here this morning that I wanted to show you. And uh, this is called God's love letter to you. I really like, I like this a lot. So I share these videos just for these moments on Rise Up. So let's go ahead and play. Love letter to you. My child, you may not know me, but I know everything about you. I know when you sit down and when you rise up. I am familiar with all your ways. Even the very hairs on your head are numbered, for you were made in my image. In me you live and move and have your being, for you are my offspring. I knew you even before you were conceived. I chose you when I planned creation. You were not a mistake, for all your days are written in my book. I determined the exact time of your birth and where you would live. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I knit you together in your mother's womb and brought you forth on the day you were born. I have been misrepresented by those who don't know me. I am not distant and angry, but am the complete expression of love and it is my desire to lavish my love on you, simply because you are my child and I am your father. I offer you more than your earthly father ever could, for I am the perfect father. Every good gift that you receive comes from my hand, for I am your provider and I meet all your needs. My plan for your future has always been filled with hope, because I love you with an everlasting love. My thoughts toward you are countless as the sand on the seashore, and I rejoice over you with singing. I will never stop doing good to you, for you are my treasured possession. I desire to establish you with all my heart and all my soul, 
and I want to show you great and marvelous things. If you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Delight in me, and I will give you the desires of your heart. For it is I who gave you those desires. I am able to do more for you than you could possibly imagine, for I am your greatest encourager. I am also the Father who comforts you in all your troubles. When you are brokenhearted, I am close to you. As a shepherd carries a lamb, I have carried you close to my heart. One day, I will wipe away every tear from your eyes, and I'll take away all the pain you have suffered on this earth. I am your Father, and I love you even as I love my Son Jesus. For in Jesus my love for you is revealed. He is the exact representation of my being. He came to demonstrate that I am for you, not against you, and to tell you that I am not counting your sins. Jesus died so that you and I could be reconciled. His death was the ultimate expression of my love for you. I gave up everything I loved that I might gain your love. If you receive the gift of my son Jesus, you receive me, and nothing will ever separate you from my love again. Come home and I'll throw the biggest party heaven has ever seen. I have always been father and will always be father. My question is, will you be my child? I am waiting for you. Love, your dad, Almighty God. Wow. I've heard that letter before. I've read that letter before. But I never had the verses to back it up. Again, I've heard that letter before and I've read that letter before right here on Rise Up. But I never had the verses to back it up until this video. That means throughout the Bible, God wrote a love letter to all of us, to you, through verses. And if you would just spend the time to put it all together... It's amazing. I'm going to put this link in the chat for you. I know you guys have wanted it. I know you're asking for it. I'm going to put it in the chat. There's one. I'm going to put it down in the lower section too so it's there forever. There's the second one. And I'll put it in here in just a minute. But here's the thing about that, folks. Not only is it all right there in Scripture... Backed up in scripture. Throughout the Bible, God sending a message to you. Not only is it all right there for you to go back and read piece by piece by piece by piece. But you guys remember when I was telling you about being in prison and I wrote my dad 52 letters and he never wrote one back? That's the kind of letter I've always wanted my dad to write me. And I would assume a lot of you probably feel that same way. A lot of you could probably sit here today and say, I, what I wouldn't have given. Yes, Bisbee, I remember. I remember you sent me the letter six months ago. I didn't know if, I don't think it had the verses on it though, right? I think most of you could say what you wouldn't have given. To have your father write you a letter like that. I would have given my life to read a letter like that from my father. And had I known back then that that existed in the Bible and I had that letter, I would have never needed my heavenly or my uh, earthly father to write me. I would have been fulfilled. I would have been absolutely fulfilled. You want the link? Here's the link again. There's the link again. It's right there in the chat. Just scroll there and you'll, you'll find it. Now you're about 20 seconds behind me with a delay, so you might have to go back and find it. But let me tell you, had I had that letter, I would have never spent night after night after night after night, week after week, month after month, year after year, crying every time I saw a TV show or a movie about a father and son being together. I would have never had that hurt. I would have never had that pain. 
I would have never had that curiosity. What is it like to have a father who loves you? I would have never, ever felt that way in my life had I just known that God was there the whole time. That's why that book, Jesus Was My Cellmate, is going to be so incredibly powerful when it finally comes out, if it ever does. I still got a cartoon to make, Guardians of the Gospel. (laughs) Working on that too, trust me, we'll get there. Just said, would you have been ready for that letter, though? I don't know. I think just the mere fact of reading that letter back then would have, uh, whether I believed in it or not, would have made me feel so good. My son has that hurt, Jeremy. Well, give him that letter. Play that letter for him. I'm going to put it in here one more time so you have it one more time. There it is. Copy that link. Show it to your children, especially if you have a son or a daughter who doesn't have their father there. I know a lot of you probably feel that way. When will the flag be ready, Joe says. Joe, you could have put one question mark and I would have still seen it. When it's ready. I'm not on Instagram. Ray, get on Instagram. But it doesn't matter if you have Facebook, you can still open up an Instagram link. If you have Facebook. You should be able to open up an Instagram book even if a link if you, even if you don't have Facebook. I wish I had an answer for you when a lot of things would be ready. Uh, put in comments, please. And I I put it in there three times. You want me to put it in the lower one again? I could put it in the lower one one more time. Hold on. Let me see here. Jeremy, everything is God's timing. That's right. Trust me. I know that. I know that there's a lot of things that I want to do that I just don't, I'm not ready to do yet, but I have it in my head. I got to do this. But believe this, LFA TV was in my head six years ago. And here we are today. So sometimes things do take a while. Uh, Ruby said, my dad, my son's dad passed away in August. I'm going to let him read that. Oh, that'd be huge. That would be huge. You're not alone, Jeremy. My dad and I weren't close until a month before he died. He said he was proud of me once he once. And he never said, I love you. God is a good father. He said he was proud. I bet that I bet you'll remember that for the rest of your life. Are you sold out of the vote Christ shirts? No, I'm not. Does it say we are? Eli, can you make a note for Sabrina to adjust that if we are? But no, we have plenty of them. The vote uh, Christ 2024 T-shirts. All right. I want to read from God Moments for Men. And it's called, it's titled Take Action. Take Action. And that's what we're all about. If we're talking about justice is coming. Thank you, T. Mitchell. And I want to thank the, uh, by, by the way, before we get to that, uh, I want to thank uh, Ann Wild for the $10 donation. I want to thank Nick. He says, that helped me. Today is my quiet time with the Lord. Amen. Prayer room. $10 donation. And NY Girl 66 Love this time of the morning every day with a $10 donation. Thank you guys for not only spending your hard-earned money to help us out here, but for understanding the importance of donations and how we can't survive without them. I appreciate that so much. God Chick says, Jeremy, I have things in my head sometimes years before I execute them. Amen. Take action. Psalm 100, verse 4. Psalm 100, verse 4. Come into his city with song and thanksgiving and into his courtyards with songs of praise. Thank him and praise his name. Take action. Check the story out. Ten folks with leprosy are being told by Jesus to go and show themselves to the priests. As they walked, they were healed. Presumably all noticed their healing, but only one, a foreigner, came back to thank Jesus. Here's a bit of trivia. The man who came back did a 180 the moment he saw his skin clear up. Another tidbit? He wasn't guarded in his enthusiasm. Instead, he fell at Jesus' feet and with a loud voice praised him. Jesus asks him the obvious question, rhetorically, I'm guessing, 
Where are the other nine? That thankful feeling in your heart is merely the prompter of the action that is supposed to follow. If it remains a privately cooed upon warm and fuzzy feeling, you may not be thankful at all. Just very, very satisfied. It appears Jesus thinks there's a difference. If so, then we should too. Do you guys, were you guys here the, uh, when I told you the story about me praying over the room before Trump walked in, before we met him on Tuesday? I took action. I knew what I had to do. And those other nine knew they needed to go back and fall at Jesus' feet. They were, they were healed before they got to the priest. Just the mere action of walking to the priest healed them. And they could not take the action. 90% could not take the action they knew they needed to take. The Holy Spirit was telling them, go back and thank Jesus. And only one listened. Blessed is he. Now, does that mean that the others went back into being sick? No, they were still healed. They were still healed. But that one that came back, blessed is he. And I can't even think to imagine, I can't even imagine what would have happened had I ignored God's calling to pray over that room. I can't even imagine what would have happened or what wouldn't have happened. You see, the world wants to thank God for everything when it happens. And they want to curse God for everything that happens that they don't like. How many of us actually go to God before everything happens and thank him first? How about when you get home at night? How about when you leave your home in the morning? How about when you get to work? How about when you leave work? How about when you're on your way to vacation? How about when you're on your way to go out to eat with your family? How about when you're leaving the the restaurant to go home? Nancy, you hit the nail on the head. Time is running out. I want to tell you this, though. When I was sitting there listening to God saying, time is running out. Time is running out. You're losing time. You're losing time. Tell you what, the guilt of, of, of me telling him in my head, I'm good. We don't need to do this. We just prayed outside. That was the first thing I said back. Just, I don't need to do this. And he said it again. Pray over the room. Time is running out. My response back was, everybody in here is already a God-fearing person anyway. Just cut it out. He said it again. Time is running out. I said, most likely all these people have already prayed in their heads anyway. And you want to know that feeling that I got right after that third time? It was almost like denying Jesus three times. When Peter denied Jesus three times. I denied God three times for his request for me to pray over that room. And that third time, I felt sick. I felt like loneliness, utter despair, just just depression and and guilt and loneliness and and fear and all I just felt like God literally showed up and said can you do this for me my child and I said nope not today God I felt sick I felt like something bad was gonna happen maybe something would have I don't know what I do know is how I felt denying God three times of his request of his demand And I said, no, what are you talking about? Why do I need to do that? That's the devil, guys. Right there, CQ, that was Satan. Well, I say, not today, Satan. That was Satan. He's that cunning. He's that good that he can work his way 
into me to help to to influence a decision when I've already prayed and been thank God for being here and he could still work his way in waiting behind every corner like a hungry lion waiting to devour you anybody I don't care if you're me if you're the greatest Bible scholar on earth, if you're the closest person to Jesus, he'll work his way in. So that's why we can't do the prayers after. That's why we can't thank God or yell at God or be mad at God after. Everything we do has to have God in it first. Have you noticed that ever since I said, from now on when we pray to God, we are going to say in Jesus' name first? I said it at my dinner table last night. And my daughter goes, I thought you were going to say in Jesus' name, amen, first. And I said, no, I went to the Lord through Jesus first because that's what Jesus says. And I, know, I don't know how I never saw that before. How did I never see that before? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. There is no way to the Father except through me. Are we so naive that we think that that is, are we so proud or think that we know everything to think that that is meaning going to heaven? Don't we go to God every day? Isn't it because of Jesus that we can go to God every day? From our living rooms, from our bathrooms, from our places of work, from our places of worship, from the car, from walking down the street. Isn't it because of Jesus that we get to do that anyway? So why wouldn't we say that when we're asking God for anything or even just going to God in prayer for Thanksgiving? We must put Jesus first. So we must put God first in front of everything. If we don't, then we're susceptible to the devil devouring us without us even knowing it. He devoured me for 30 days, and I didn't even know it. I was doing um, Rise Up every day, 30 episodes, and I had already been devoured, and I didn't even know it. I'm the lion now. I took that very personal. You know that feeling that you got when Mike Pence destroyed everything because he was a weak individual and an establishment hack and we felt turned on and we felt guilt. Like, how, how dare he do that? I was sticking up for that man. That's nothing compared to what I feel about how he devoured me for 30 days and I didn't even know it. Oh, I'm, I'm the lion now. Everything that I do from here on out will have God in the beginning, not afterwards. By the way, this is that cup that somebody made me last week. Pretty cool, right? It's like Mark Wahlberg in that movie, Four Brothers, right? Eli, I got the rock now. I got the rock now. Hope you're ready, Satan. Breastplate of righteousness. Helmet of salvation. Belt of truth. Armor of God. (laughs) We're the lions now, folks. How many mugs do you have? You mean for sale? We have a lot, but none. this was made for me. This was just made for me. Callie, I sang happy birthday to David in the beginning of the show. He didn't get to see it? Go back to the beginning, David. Happy birthday. We had a big song for you. Gave you a big tribute, my little guy. The beginning of the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think I have one more video here to show you. Hold on one second, please. Let's see, where was this? There it is. Now, I was going to show this for you last week. And I don't know, I think the week got away from me or something, so I didn't get to share it.
Remember I told you how the churches have caved and they've completely just given in? I want to read Galatians 6, 7 before I show this to you. Galatians 6, 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. They've been mocking Jesus and God a lot lately, haven't they? Haven't they? God is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Justice is coming. For he that soweth to his flesh shall be of the flesh, reap corruption. But he that soweth in the spirit of the spirit reap life everlasting. A lot of these churches today are putting out the rainbow flag and supporting gay marriage and supporting abortion and supporting trans agendas. God is not to be mocked. Let's go no further than right below me here in New Hampshire. Spencer, Massachusetts. One week, one week after this this church declares their support for gay marriage, lightning strikes. Oh. One week after supporting gay marriage, lightning struck the church. Now, this was not any nefarious act by a protester. This was not Antifa or atheists burning down this church. This was truly struck by lightning in Spencer, Massachusetts. We're talking about justice coming, aren't we? And we're talking about what the Old Testament says about the eye for eye, tooth for tooth, all that. Justice is coming for everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, we have 1,500 people watching and almost 500 likes. Smash that like button if you have not yet. We're going to take you out the same way that we brought you in. And that is with a little bit of Cody Carnes. But instead, ladies and gentlemen, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read, I'm going to play the second half that cut off right before we started. So ladies and gentlemen, enjoy on your way out. Cody Carnes, good, because God can't be anything else. Thank you for watching today. Episode number 136 here on LFA TV of Rise Up. Sean Farish and Ungoverned comes up next. God bless you. I'll see you at 11 a.m. for Live from America. God bless you all. Thank you so much. May God be with you. Enjoy. Thank you very much.